Welcome to Panther Paris, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Panther Paris. I am your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Alex Lopez and TJ Peterson. And joining us today, longtime friend of the show at this point, a senior producer for the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gotts, Because Miami and Montgomery and Co., our friend Roy Bellamy. Roy, how are you doing tonight? Um, I, I need a drink. Um, <laughs> well, you we will be able to get one of those at the infield on Sunday night after Game 4. Uh, no, I'm looking for a drink right now, actually. I'm not waiting <laughs> for two days from now. Uh, well, that's a little bit too long. <laughs> Hopefully you won't feel the need, uh, as much of a need for a drink two days from now. Uh, hmm. But we will be doing a live podcast at the infield after game four. Uh, come by, check it out. Show starts at eight o'clock. We're going to be doing some meet and greet beforehand. Uh, shake hands and kissing babies. So if you uh, want to uh, come celebrate or commiserate with us after whatever result game four has in store, uh, come by the infield and watch as we do what you're listening to right now live. And I will be bringing my prize pool. So there will be prizes given out. And I'll just be drinking alcohol. <laughs> as will Atta boy. Uh, <laughs> do, the, do it for the team there, Alex. But yeah, we're here in a not a great mood. Uh, Panthers really lost four nothing tonight, and final score was four to two. But that was a masterclass from the Boston Bruins tonight. As much as I don't want to say it, a team missing yeah. David Krejci, uh, Patrice Bergeron, Patrice Bergeron, still missing Bergeron, Linus Olmark playing either injured or sick. Um, and they absolutely- are we sure about that? Are, are we sure that it wasn't just like a gamesman? You don't skip morning skate. You don't skip morning skate if you're a goalie. Lomberg wasn't. Oh, okay, yeah, that's you're fair. a goalie. Yeah, remember, goalies are all about routine, and the starting goalie, like they always do morning yeah, skate unless it's true. like a back-to-back situation. Um, but yeah, Bruins started off quick. Taylor Hall got a really soft goal from Lyon. And they just put the clamps down on the rest of the game. I mean, Panthers had the first chance of the game, didn't score, and I don't think they really had another scoring chance until they made it four to one. Yeah, it was it was bad. I kind of I didn't think it was gonna be a good game when I saw that three on two early in the first shift uh that the Panthers gave up. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh kind of uh put me out of the game a little bit early there, and then obviously the soft goal glove side. All I mean it's, it feels like all of the goal all the soft goals that line gave up is the glove side. Obviously yes. with the uh Marshawn goal and the, and now Taylor Hall. This it, it was it was not good. The power play also tonight and in this series. Meh. Just not there. Not there. And speaking of not Again. there, I mean <laughs> and and we'll talk about this later. Speaking of not there, Alexander Barkov. Um although I I, I did find it funny that Barkov uh started the third period with uh Lundell and uh, Duclair. Yeah. Think, uh, Paul Maurice is trying to mix some things up there. But um, I don't know. He got three shots in the first period, I think. Uh, the, third, the third period, I believe. Uh, and outside of that, the only time we saw him was when Lundell got hit by Charlie McAvoy and Barkov tackled him. So that 
it's just hasn't been there at all in this series. So not great, not a great game. And um, hopefully they adjust and do a better job in game four. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, we we should start there. We got to talk about the game. But like Barkov, he's been a no-show through three games. He was a no-show last year against Tampa. He wasn't Barkov's great against... been a bit of a no-show through three series. I, I was getting there. I was going to say he was not great against Washington. He wasn't great against Tampa the prior year. What was a troubling trend is now a certifiable pattern. Barkov is not stepping his game up in the playoffs. And it's got to be discussed at this point. Like everything was there for him tonight. The top two centers on your opponent are out. I mean, Charlie Coyle was the number one center for the Boston Bruins tonight. And he dominated the matchup against Barkov. Mm-hmm. Not even close. I mean, game two, um, his faceoff performance was like much better than game one, but tonight was not a good showing. Just. Just disappointing. It's just an embarrassing, uh, embarrassing loss here by the Panthers. But well, I mean, dealing with the greatest regular season team in the history of this league. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. There, it wasn't luck at all. That you know, if the if the Bruins had gotten a few more lucky bounces, this could have been seven eight nothing. And you know, hockey's a funny game in that, like. You can score no goals while having decent offensive pressure, but that wasn't the case. I feel like if that game was eight periods, they still would have only scored two goals in the eighth period. Like the Bruins were putting the clamps down as long as it wasn't garbage time. And let's be real, like Alex said, that was really a four nothing game. Two goals came in garbage time. Once the Panthers got within two and the Bruins started getting their guard up, the uh, the game got out of hand. It just looked, it looked like they were slow. It, like they were sluggish, slow. They couldn't keep up with them. Especially yeah. there was a two minute and thirty second stretch in the first period after, during the power play, and a little bit after where it was just puck movement and just the quickness. The Panthers could not keep up, and it was oh, um, <laughs> it, it, it just it was it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, even I, I was watching this game with with uh, with Maggie, and she even asked me at some point. I think it was about four minutes left in the second period, maybe. Um, she asked me, "Hey, why why do the Bruins just look like they're skating so much more smoothly than the Panthers? Like, why why do things just look easier for them?" Because it was. Because it was. Yes, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It absolutely was. The speed of the game, they they totally dictated the pace of that game. It was not close. And mm-hmm. by the time the third period started, it felt like there was zero, zero energy in this building. Zero. Even in yeah. the press box. Some of the journalists here over here yawning. It was, Oof. It, it was bad. It was bad. It, it, they, it was a listless performance by the Panthers. They had nothing, mm-hmm. nothing going into the third period. It's like they, they felt a defeat. It, it's almost like they felt the, they were going to lose after that soft goal given up in the first. It was bad. Yeah. It was wind out of the sails. I mean, the crowd was barely into that game at all. Yeah. And it was a good crowd. They showed up early. It's a large crowd going into the National Anthem, which usually does not happen. 
Um, yeah, but it, I mean, granted, it was like 60 40 in favor of the Panthers as far as fans are concerned. I mean, there were plenty of Bruins fans here, but I mean, it was quiet once the third period started. Yeah, that, there was no reason. I mean, there was a combined expected three expected goals going into the third between the two teams. Like, Boston got exactly what they wanted out of this game. They got the early goal and they just shut it down. This was like premium neutral zone trap. Don't let anyone behind you. Don't make stupid mistakes. Make the Panthers earn that game, that tying goal. And the Panthers never did. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, the devils of the 2000s would have been proud of this performance from the Bruins. Mm -hmm. And uh, that Pasternak goal. Oh, Jesus. Uh, man, like I, I, I saw the replay. <laughs> I see Brandon Montour literally at center ice as the puck goes past him, right onto Pasternak stick, glides into the zone, easy wrist to pass uh, Alice Line, which uh, that's when he got pulled, yeah. and that was it. That was that was ball game right there. I will say the feed to Pasternak, that stretch pass was gorgeous. It was a great stretch pass. Get past Gundell, <laughs> get past Montour. If I were a neutral fan, I would have looked at that that play and just been in complete awe over the Bruins. I mean, even as a fan with a rooting interest, I was a little bit in complete awe of how pinpoint that pass was. Yeah. That's how oh, by the way, who's uh, who's uh, the uh, who's the pairing there with uh, Montour on defense? By the way, hmm. who, who who's that guy? Mark Stahl. Hmm. Where, mm. Where's a cloud advisor, long hair, big beard? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't remember seeing him in warm-ups. I think he must have skipped warm-ups. <laughs> but yeah. There was, was a blind pass that he made while down at the corner, a blind pass cross ice that landed straight on a Bruin stick. Luckily, that shot I remember went that. wide. That was a disaster. I remember that, and I'm just like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. like the like we've talked about it again and again. Like we all know Mark Stahl's physical abilities have left him, but like he makes these mental errors that twelve year olds wouldn't make. Like the whole point of a veteran guy like Mark Stahl is you don't make those mistakes and he keeps making them. Mm -hmm. They it's, all do though. It it, it would oh. be disingenuous for me to say I think that he's been uniquely troubled in this series. Oh, absolutely. No, for, you're absolutely right, because Brandon Montour made a turnover in center, center ice that if it wasn't for Ryan Lomberg on the back oh, check. Oh, yeah. That was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. What a beautiful back check, though. That stick lift right at the Lomberg. end. Oh, mwah. Mm -hmm. So, to anyone who asks what Ryan Lomberg is here for, like, hmm. I mean, I don't think more... anybody is asking that. I think everybody loves no, Ryan Lomberg. You'd be surprised at how many people I've seen be like, Ryan Lomberg brings nothing to this team. I, I know I said earlier that the, the energy had left the building, but he was the only one trying to provide energy because he was the only he one. He always out is. There trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He always is, right? Like, he's always the one you can count on to to try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One yeah. of the reasons that I love him. Yeah. yeah. Every shift is going to be balls to the walls. I mean, sometimes he takes, well, a lot of the time he takes it way too far and takes a penalty, yes. but. He is a modern day NHL fourth liner. Yeah, mm -hmm. twelve goals this season. Yeah, so it's not like he's uh, just a, a plug either. You guys remember how in the first half of the season the Panthers just had no comeback wins whatsoever? They just yeah, right. went yeah. down one or two goals, and that was it. 
They yep. didn't they didn't get goalied in those games. They just like disconnected their controller. They were just free skating in those games. That's what the series has been like. When they went down two nothing, I guess, because when they were only down one in game one, they still kind of looked all right. Uh, they did get the goal from Kachuk, but like the the pressure was way more evident at you know before the the goals had gone in. They they were just there was no comeback cats energy. And this this was the team last year that they put the pedal to the metal every time they had a deficit. And we just didn't see that at all. They were much worse once they had a deficit. And part of that is the Bruins know exactly how to shut it down. But you don't do that in like two minutes into the second period. I mean they I mean the Panthers obviously they lost a transition offense uh heading into this season. Like that that's kaput. So that's it makes it even harder to try to get out of your own zone, which has been almost a disaster. It is hard to get past your own blue line, let alone center ice. So I mean it's pretty easy for the Bruins to shut that down. Yeah, the Panthers play between the blue lines is night and day different than last season. Man, we're depressed tonight, man. I mean, Jesus. What is there to really be happy about? Oh, well, here. I'll find the positive because I wanted to get to it. So the two goals were garbage goals. And I don't want to talk about the plays themselves or whatever, but here is the only positive I can take. You did get two goals. It's kind of like in, you know, in uh, I think it's uh, Rocky Four where, uh, where Rocky <laughs> cuts Drago. It's like he bleeds. He is a man. And it's like, you know, you got at least something at the end, so you're not going into tonight saying, "Shit, we cannot beat this team. We can't score on we on a night where nothing was going right. We can't do." It's like, all right, we got two. Yeah, it didn't matter. The game was over. But like, when they're playing like that, we can still get the puck into the net. I'm, I'm, I know I'm reaching, guys, but at least it's something positive. Not the game is over. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, that's like giving the Bruins credit for the third goal on Wednesday night. Like, yeah. Well, I'm more talking about the like, there's just a mental difference between getting shut out and at least getting something. Yes, I am glad that they didn't get shut out. Yeah, I said, I I said in the first, I said in the second period, actually, like, they're not going to get a goal tonight because it's going to be like it's going to be hard enough to get one let alone three because they're they were down two nothing at the time it's yeah. going to be hard enough to get one let alone three and they got two but they gave up a fourth so you know the math you know didn't right. work out there it's no. it's hard to believe that this is the same team that just dropped six on Olmark 2 days ago yeah, yeah. And it should have been easier. You're back home. Now they also don't have David Krejci. You can line match. Right. You got last change. There are no (laughs) easy games in the NHL. There are certainly no easy games against Boston. But if you could pull out a 6-3 win on Wednesday, you should have been able to do better today. Yeah. I don't know. Last time I was... Thinking about line matchups, like this is the final final game of the regular season. They were matching up with their third line against Carolina's third line, which was the Eric Stahl line at the time. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? What are we doing here? How'd that game turn out? Not not too good. Not not too (laughs) good. 
now. Oh, and I just want to clarify when I say you should you should have been able to do better. I mean better than you actually did tonight, not better than you did on Wednesday. I'm not asking for you to beat Boston seven to one. I'm asking to not get caved in at home when now they're also short mm-hmm. another center. And that we're mentioning the last game of the regular season, so I will point out the Devils are down two nothing. They've gotten absolutely dominated in their series so far. Devils are getting stomped. Yeah, Carolina, they're up two to one, but because they lost five to one tonight, they have a minus two goal differential in that series. They're they're <laughs> getting outplayed by the Islanders, at least in terms of that. So this is what you lost by losing game yep. eighty two, or you know, on a larger scale, just not winning one more game, having a ninety two point season. Which I can't even remember the last time ninety-two points was good enough to make the playoffs. It definitely it's wasn't been last year. It's yeah, been a while. You're you're very lucky to even be in the playoffs. So you can't necessarily just shrug it off and say, Oh, we had such bad luck having to come up against such a tough opponent. Well, maybe don't suck in the regular season then. Maybe not have a four game losing streak towards the end of the season. No, yeah, that would have had nice. a six game winning streak after that, but hey, what are you gonna do? Well, that was all pretty much against non-playoff teams, except for the Leafs one, which was basically Alex Lyon stole the game and they got a deflection in the last few minutes of regulation. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, Alex, you're the goalie. Yep. Have we have we witnessed the end of the Alex Lyon experiment, or do you think we go back to him to start on Sunday? I I don't I don't want to call it the end of the experiment, but I think Alex Lyon has been solved. Um, like Roy said to start off start us off tonight. That's now two soft goals he's given up glove side, and the Bruins are now attacking that glove side nonstop. I don't think you have a choice. I think you got to go back to Bob. No, um, I I can't agree with you at all. Like if if you make a change in goal, that sends the wrong message. This is on the skaters. I understand that that first goal that he gave up was brutal, but you can't just be like the players. What do you expect them to do? You expect them not to give up down one nothing five minutes into the game? That's pathetic. And the Bruins were the better team all night. They were they were getting grade A chances all night. Him only giving up three goals was a good performance. I'm not saying that this is Alex Lyon's fault. What I'm saying is the Bruins have found the chink in the armor. And well, that... they didn't exploit it enough to make that a blowout, even though they, they had the puck so much, it should have been a blowout. Because they weren't pushing. They were playing to keep the game 2 nothing and possess the puck. They were not playing to score more goals. They were playing to just, just choke out the game second after second. This was a team... You know, if we're going to use football terminology, three yards in a cloud of dust and running the play clock down to one starting in the first quarter. It's, you know, that's that was Boston's end game. They got the lead and they sat on it. They didn't care about going up three nothing. They didn't care about that. They wanted to just end the game. And yet, TJ, you say it wasn't a blowout, but that game was four to nothing at a point in the third period. Yeah, but again... Alex Lyon passed the pass through the box. I I know it wasn't Lyon's fault that the Panthers lost this game. And I'm not a goalie, nor am I a coach. So I'm I'm struggling uh to to take a side here. 
on the which goalie starts on Sunday. Because again, you aren't even here without Alex Lyon. But by the same token, once Lyon starts giving up goals like like a couple that he's had this series, I mean, you, 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 TJ, you even said it. Short leash. Very short leash on Alex Lyon. Uh, he has see, been yeah. fantastic for the last five or six weeks. But, but I mean, the short leash is if the goalie is losing you the game. You got to get him out of there. That's not what happens. It's just not. It's it's two different issues, TJ. You, honestly, you could make the argument Alex Lyon was the best Panther on the ice tonight. I would definitely make that argument. But the issue is, is they've found the way to beat him. And they've done it consistently now in the series is beating him glove side. When 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 there's been when there's a glaring issue that big, you almost have to you have to change it, even though he's making these great saves on two on ones and his rebound control has been pretty good. Like, well, yeah, that's the problem. The team is giving up odd man right. rushes. Yeah, right. Like the aggressiveness is coming to bite them right now. And yes, they do need to be aggressive. But yeah. when you got Mark Stahl pinching in, or you yeah. got Matthew Kachuk trying to make a check and he missed, and then all of a sudden in transition, you got yourself a two-on-one or a three-on-two. That's a problem. Gus, Gus Forsling winding up for a shot and then like falling down like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. Oh, that's been, a, that's been <laughs> another issue. Uh, blue line offense. Like and, and like I saw Carter Verhage when uh, the goaltender was the, when uh, Bob got pulled. Like they're having a big time, they're having a big time trouble trying to keep that puck in the zone. Like whatever decision making they're making uh, out there in the blue line right now, the puck is getting past them, <laughs> and the and the Bruins are catching up to that puck and they're going down the other way. Like and that's happened several times so far in this in this series. Yeah. So yeah, they're not. I mean, they're making bad decisions out there. That being lax with the puck is it's not good. It's the the two worst places you can turn over the puck are at your blue line and at the opposing blue line, and the Panthers did it a lot tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a pass along the blue line that no one was there. I don't know what happened, but that puck skirted right past the blue line out into the neutral zone, and then Boston went the other way. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, I don't have any uh, answers. Not a particularly inspiring effort. One thing I am surprised about from this game uh, is there didn't seem to be a lot of spillover from the end of last game. No, there was no, I mean, it it seemed like there was no fight up until midway through the third. There was a couple of swipes at at Olmach's glove down near the zone, and then that's when Boston decided, you know what, we're not going to do this right now. We're just going to. Push around and like yeah. and that's real. and then and then the McAvoy check that was it. Well, that was yeah, that was a just a beautiful textbook open ice hit. And I'm sorry to say that because obviously I'm a big fan of Anton Lundell, but that was a clean hit. That was the McAvoy took the body on the puck carrier. That was a textbook open ice hit. Speaking of Charlie McAvoy hits, he there were hits- a lot of them. He hits yeah. Aaron Ekblad pretty high. I didn't really see the replay, so I'm not trying to say, like, oh, maybe it was a suspendable penalty 
whatever, forget about all that. Aaron Ekblad leaves the game, comes back for like a shift, and ends up missing the rest of the game after the shift. So Aaron Ekblad missed the rest of the, that game, and uh, his status is definitely up in the air for game four. I definitely wanted to point that out. And because of a misconduct, the Panthers went down to four defensemen at the end of the game. Which yeah. I think they were down to three at one point because Josh Mahura also left the game. Yeah, what happened to Mahura? He just got know. shaken up. He got shaken up after a hit. It was, didn't look like a big hit, but he just got shaken up. Mm. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting about that game. Um, to talk about that McAvoy and Ekblad hit, that was also clean. Ekblad really ran into McAvoy. Um, there's just nothing you can do there. Like, like I, it, it sucks that Ekblad's hurt, but like there's there was not a dirty play. McAvoy had a bunch of big hits tonight, and every single one of them were textbook. Not even like, oh yeah, they should have called a minor on this one. Like, he had a great game, a great physical game. He's one of the best defensemen in the league for He's a reason. Behind me right now. Hey, Dwork. Hi, fellas. Yeah, appearance from from our friend David Dwork. <laughs> well, well, Roy, ask uh, Dwork to give us his opinion on who should start Game Four. All right, uh, Dave. They're asking. Oh, and our Kobe Florida Hockey now, our Hello. Florida Hockey now coworker Colby Guy oh, making an appearance as well. <laughs> Ask them both who they think should start game four. All right. The question is goaltending. Who should start game four? Dave, you were here first. You answer the question first. Uh, I am available if needed. Um, <laughs> I already called dibs. Yeah, I, I think I think you got to stick with Alex, right? You got to stick with That's Ryan. what I was saying, I but they were, they were saying I Bob. You, I don't mean to interrupt if I'm interrupting anybody, but you guys know I'm, I'm not really particularly sold on the goaltending situation as a whole. So, you know. None of us are. I don't know if it makes that big of a difference if they're not going to show up better than I don't think tonight. that Dave but can I hear think, us, by the way. In terms of <laughs> I know that they, they can't hear you guys, by the way. <laughs> I, I know. Mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm adding commentary for the listeners. Yeah, and commentary guys. for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody's listening. I, just not me. I, I, I just can't hear. But yeah, final thought from Dave. I think you stick with Lion just because everybody's been behind him. It's been a great story, and you roll with it because, I mean, you know, with Bob, you can either get Vezina or you can get icky, icky, yucky, yucky. So. You can get Vezina instead of Vezina. Kobe Guy. I think you also got to stick with Lion, although the glove side has definitely been a concern. It was a concern in both games the Panthers lost. I mean, that game isn't on Lion. The Panthers played a pretty god-awful game in front of him, to be completely honest, up until those last five minutes of the game. And I think you got to stick with him just to he's, – he's, he's the guy that gets the guys going too. So I think you got to stick with him. Bobrovsky has been leaky sometimes, but he – and he he let up a goal there too after you, he put him in, and he's not really that good on short rest or long rest, excuse me. But uh, I think you got to stick with Lyon, see this out. But I mean, I don't think either option is going to really save this thing, anyways. Especially if Bergeron comes back game five. I kind of agree with that, uh, but I say there will be a short leash. I think uh, depending yeah. on his performance in either the first or second period. Yeah. Uh, whatever happens. If it goes wrong, you'll probably see Bob in there to spell relief. Yeah, I think that Bob will probably play game five if game four is a loss, unless it's like a one nothing, two nothing, two one kind of loss. That's the only way I could see Alex Lyon on the brink of elimination in game five. I think it will most likely be Bob otherwise. Yeah. All right. My mind's been changed. Lyon is. <laughs> 
there you have it, folks. A cameo from a couple of our uh, of our friends up in the press box. Uh, Alex Lyon should start game four on Sunday. There you go. <laughs> um, Gentlemen, anything else we uh, we need to cover from game three before we call it a night here? Uh, I'll just say this. Uh, Checkers coverage, they won game three after Big they win. won Big game win. two. Double overtime, very dramatic. They stayed alive, and then the next night, 6 nothing win, just stomping on the throats of Lehigh Valley. Uh, they'll start their next series next Friday at home. It's a two, two games at home, three games on the road format, five-game series, and they're playing against Hershey. Um, yeah, great for the checkers. Lucas Carlson, I'm sure, played another great game because he's been fantastic all year. Did Zach Delpy play tonight, or was he in South Florida still? No. Uh, we saw him on the uh, we saw him on the ice down here. Well, so, I know he's on the. Well, I wasn't sure if he flew up for the game once uh, Lomberg was ready to go. Um, yeah, good for them, especially doing without their captain. Panthers captain could just show up tomorrow or Sunday. Um, just because it's got to be fair to everyone. Matthew Kachuk, you were invisible tonight. Sorry, you were. Um, yeah, pretty much everyone was, but like, you know, everyone wants to shit on Barkov for his play. Like Matthew Kachuk. You're the star. You're it's one A and one B with the stars, and you're one B and you no showed as well. Yeah. No one can hold their head high after that game. No one, even though I was saying it wasn't Alex Lyon's fault. It wasn't like he did everything he could. No one did. My one counterpoint to that, Alex, is Barkov's uh, expected goals percentage uh, for this game was about forty-seven. Uh, Kachuk's was 67. That's a vast difference. So I, they're definitely varying degrees of quote-unquote invisible. Um, at least when Kachuk was on the ice, the Panthers were generally controlling play, even if Chucky didn't really do much in terms of the score sheet. Yeah, it was really the difference of an actual ghost and a ghost that might have a sheet on it uh, on its body. Yeah. <laughs> a real ghost and a Scooby Doo ghost. Yeah, Ro-ro. Although it's funny you say that because I assume in this metaphor, Kachuk is the sheet ghost. Yeah, because Kachuk you can is actually the see ghost. him. Right, but then with the but hole in the eyes there. The real, but then going the real ghost and Scooby Doo ghost. The Scooby Doo ghost sounds like the one you take less seriously. That's right. That's Even right. that's the there. one we're saying is the better player. And they could have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those darn kids in the mutt. Uh, I honestly, I would say other way around. They would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those damn old men. Because let's face it, the Bruins—they're <laughs> old. The Bruins are a bit of a retirement home these days, with like the exception of Pasternak and McAvoy, mm-hmm, and I guess yeah. Tyler Tyler Bertuzzi. But in the sense that you turn your own home into a retirement home at some point, because you you those guys have been there most of the time. Shady Acres, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Roy, uh, what are you working on? Where can people find you? All right, we got the big show. We got the Dan Levitard Show, which two guys, that's every day. Uh, we have Montgomery and Company. That is every Thursday and sometimes Friday. Uh, and we have Because Miami. That's every Friday. That is on the Levitard and Friends Network. A part of Metal Lock Media. I am the senior producer at that company. And uh, somehow they are paying me Lots of money to show up to these <laughs> games and join Panther Parade, the shit on the team. 
So Roy, thank you so much again for joining us uh, as always. Uh, to our regular listeners, rate us five stars on TouchTunes. And uh, again, we will be live at the infield uh, at eight o'clock uh, after game four on Sunday night. We hope to see you all there. Thanks so much and go Panthers. Yeah, come through at seven for the meet and greet also. Go Panthers.